1: Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, cut the world over from you. Yeah. a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Give a life bigger than yourself.
2: Welcome to Live Big with Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teachings at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Let's get into today's message.
1: Today we're going to begin a series I was going to call it the Suffering Series, but I, knew, I, I know, knew everyone would tune me out if I called it the Suffering Series. So I titled it, What to Do When It Hurts. So today, the first thing we're going to focus on in this series is managing our expectations. Now... In a moment, they're gonna put up a quick formula on the, 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 the screen. Disappointment occurs when expectations are somehow shorted by reality. So whenever you expect more than what it is, there's something we experience called pain. And the best way to manage pain is learn to, I feel something stirring in my heart. I'm, I'm going to just say this first. is to align our expectations with God's word. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's not hope. It's hope that doesn't show up. It's hope that seems to take too long. That's what causes the sickness in our hearts. You know, typically when I minister and and spend time with couples, that's the main verse. You know why? Because the reason there's pain in that relationship is because someone had expectations. And the other party didn't meet them. So then the whole focus of, of us getting together is starting to realign those expectations. Either someone needs to come up or some expectations need to come down. The same thing with children. If I'm going to talk to a parent about their children, the issue is not always the child, but sometimes the expectations and the reality just don't align. So sometimes parents have to lower their expectations or the young person has to increase their reality. You hear what I'm saying? All that's free. But I do want to just honor before we get into the presence of God. Father, you are so real. We cannot praise and worship you enough. God, I think this message today is very important. Father, I almost tried to talk you out of it. Father, I don't have a whole lot of sugar to make this medicine go down. But Lord, change us today so that we can be honorable and worthy vessels for your name and glory. And this church says, Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get started. First Peter chapter four and verse 12. Peter begins this section by calling us Beloved. But the subject he's about to speak about is the very thing that causes us to doubt God's love more than any other one thing in our lives. Now, you may love a book, an artist, a restaurant, a a certain uh, sweatsuit or uh, a certain food. But when something's beloved, we're talking about something in a different category. We're talking about something you are absolutely crazy about. Something you would lose your mind over. And he begins this section by calling us the beloved. Now in the Greek, the term beloved here can be translated literally those who are divinely loved, those God is absolutely crazy about, the very people that even God would lose his mind over. It's great to be loved by a spouse. It's great to be loved by a child, a brother, a sister, a friend. But to know that God who Knows everything about you, sees everything both good and bad, yet chooses to love you anyway is the greatest of all reassurances, the the greatest comfort, the greatest foundation for confidence that I could have. He says, Beloved, those especially loved by God, I have a special message for you. And then he begins to unpack it. He says, do not think. Now, if I could tie a little red ribbon around your, my, my finger to remind me, or if you could do the same, it would be worth it. He says, do not what? Think. Guess what do not think means in the Greek? Do not think. <laughs> Peter is about to tell us, if we want to grow in our faith, there's some attitudes and some way of thinking that we need to grow out of and mature beyond. And he begins now... Peter has had some experience. He's he's walked three years with the Lord. He saw the cross and the brutality of it before he fully understood it. He's watched persecutions, and he himself had been persecuted. He had experienced the power of God like, like few men in history. And he was a shepherd and an elder and a leader, and he had watched people and and studied people, counseled people, prayed for people, and and preached to people. But he had this observation that was really essential for the beloved. He said, beloved, do not, if you're going to grow up, think it strange. To put it in today's vernacular, don't trip don't 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 get surprised don't get upset don't wring your hands don't worry concerning watch this the fiery How many of you know fire against skin never feels good but John the Baptist promised us something even before he knew exactly who the Christ was. He prophesied about what the Christ would do so people wouldn't be surprised about him when he came. He said, when he came, he would baptize us or immerse us in the Holy Spirit, watch this, and fire. Uh Uh-oh. I appreciate the first part, but not so sure about that fire part. Now, we know that fire lights up the dark. Even today, it's fire literally in the engine that makes the engine run. But fire also purifies. There are foods that we cannot eat unless it has first been purified by fire. Room temperature, lukewarmness won't kill E. coli. Salmonella. If things are going to be safe for consumption, certain things need to pass through fire. So he's talking about this difficult subject. He begins by stating, I love you more than anyone else. You are the beloved of God. But then, right up against that, he starts talking about fire. How do you juxtapose love and fire? I'm not talking about the passion of. I'm talking about the burning of fire. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery, then he adds another word, trial. And what he's saying is even though you're loved, you're going to be tried. No matter how much you're loved, there's going to be a trial. Why do we have trials? To find out the truth of a matter. And God in his love and wisdom sometimes allows fire in our lives to help us discover what we're really made out of, to help us discover the real truth of the matter. As long as I have prayed, as hard as I have studied, it still takes fire to kill deadly attitudes, poisonous bacteria like pride, selfishness, self centeredness. Still with me? Y'all say, he's never going on vacation again. (laughs) I just want to say it again. He calls you his beloved. I am crazy about you. Do not think it strange. Why is this happening? How, God, could you let this come into my life? Concerning the fiery trial, which is not might, Which is to try you as though, I'm about to grow you up, as though something strange happened to you. What would be strange, wait, 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 matter of fact, I I skipped something. Life is a contact sport. No football player, not, not, no, no football player is surprised that a highly focused protein drinking 250 pound muscle bound man has only one aim on that field and it's to knock him down and stop him. Any good basketball player is not at all surprised when five other healthy. I mean, these guys are are sprinting and, 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 and they're doing drills. People that have practiced all season, all their lives, just to steal the ball. He's not surprised when they begin to push and shove, block, intimidate. Even sometimes, they double-team. The boxer, when he gets into the ring, he's not surprised that the person on the other side of the ring is someone that has trained his whole life just to punch him in his face. So why are we surprised? No, no, no. We need to grow up here. Why are you so surprised? The Bible says we are to be good soldiers for Christ Jesus. How are you going to be a soldier without another soldier shooting back? Basic training is not about wearing a uniform. It's about defeating your enemy. So why are you so fragile, so naive that trouble's supposed to hit? Everybody else except you. And when trouble hits, like, Lord, I thought you loved me. Beloved. 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 Do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. So something strange or some strange thing happened to you. Now, what would be strange is if you got on that football field and ran down it and no one tried to tackle you. That would be strange. What would be strange, almost an insult, is after they pass you the ball, nobody blocked you because they know you ain't going to shoot it. You ain't never going to make it. The only people who never bump into the devil are people going in the same direction. Pay attention to what I'm saying today. Stay with me. So that when his glory is revealed, you may also. How many of y'all know Jesus doesn't have a sour look on his face? He's glad. And that's why the Bible talks about entering into the joy of the Lord. If he was a miserable person, he would have never said that. That would be a promise with no teeth. The disciples would be like, I don't want none of that, Jesus. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding what? Joy. This is important. God does not always promise. Sometimes he does because he's just a great God. Matter of fact, many times he does. But he doesn't promise to necessarily stop the plane. What he does is he just flips it. He doesn't promise it will never hurt. He just promises it will be worth it in the end. Every scar in my life is a reminder of what tried to break me but failed. Our scars just mean we were stronger. To whatever was trying to take us down at that moment. And he continues, if, I mean, this is not going to happen all the time, every day, but it will at times. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, watch this, God doesn't love you, you're under a curse. No. Bless it. are you he's saying church grow up when trouble comes it doesn't mean God's abandoned you it just means you made the cut and God saw enough in you to put you on the field of play so you can move the kingdom ball He trusted you with your space in your family, on your block, in your job. You know, uh, lots of people would like to be where you are, to face the challenges that you have. But God trusted you enough to allow you to face them. Everyone does not get into a world championship boxing ring only those who are qualified and some of you are battling in a tremendous fight but it's because you've been qualified up to this point to be in the position you are to eventually win God saw the challenge but he saw what he put in you and if you would just, 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 just bob and weave and, and, and put your hands up just a little bit. Hear what I'm saying? Stick them a little bit. Hear what I'm saying? Hang in there for more than a round. Talking about, well, I didn't expect to be there. A boxer's not surprised someone's trying to take his head off. And if we are, pay attention to these words. This is what the Bible says. Fight the good fight of faith. Uh, you got to get some fight in you. Don't be surprised. Don't be naive. But rejoice, because blessed are you. And then he goes on. If you are reproached, disrespected, lied on, treated unfairly, for the name of Christ, there's not something necessarily wrong with you. But blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. You say, if God was with me, it wouldn't have happened. God said, because I'm with you. That's the only reason they tried to knock you down and knock you out. Because you were carrying something for my kingdom. You were trying to make some yards for, for, for me. Proof. Now I'm speaking as an older man now. (laughs) Proof the Holy Spirit is in your life is that he takes you into water so deep you can only get through it by hanging on to his neck. But if you hang on, you will get through it. He didn't take you into that deep water to drown you. He took you into that deep water to show you how big and how strong his back is. You hear what I'm saying? That he can keep you no matter what happens or what troubles may come. And Peter continues. It's a man with life experience here. On their part, God is blasphemed and. They think they're getting away with it because, you know, God didn't strike them dead in the first six seconds after they did what they did. But let them deal with their deception. I know how to deal with them. But on your part, he is glorified. They think they're hurting you. But the more they try to undermine you, the more God shows out and shows up to help you overcome. That's what God does. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Stay with me. But here's the caution in this line of thinking here. He says, listen, I've been around the church for a minute, Peter's saying. I've been around some stuff. I've seen some of the best, but I've also seen some of the worst. He said, but let none of you suffer as a murderer. Murderer. He's not just talking about people who kill with knives and, and guns, and, but he means that first and foremost. But he's also talking about people who assassinate other people's character just to kind of make themselves feel better about their own. He said, let none of you suffer as a thief. Proverbs says that the fool calls his life, I'm going to use a paraphrase, causes his life to go sideways, but then looks up and blames God. And many of us have spent years sowing seeds that were reaping the harvest. And we look up and say, God, why? And God says, pay attention to that seed packet you've been carrying. Change the seed. Change the fruit. Let none of you who suffer suffer as a murderer, a thief. You may not be breaking into houses anymore. How many of you are still stealing affection from people? Stealing the love that ought to be theirs? How many of y'all going to rob God for another year? Pay attention. Oh, I'll just switch up. Okay. Like I said, it'll get worse before it gets better. Or an evil doer. What he was saying is, is I know y'all are saved and everything, but, 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 but uh, you know, all of us can move backwards if we're not careful we can start getting spiteful, resentful, malicious, and evil. So he lists some things. But then he says, or as a busybody, you keep looking straight, don't look at nobody in the room, <laughs> in other people's matters. He's saying we got to learn to mind our own business. Don't be the person you so busy with an opinion about everybody else's life. You're not tending to your own life.
2: This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.